Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Learning how to monetize your domains. Zero dollars. Listening to affiliate marketing tips on your iPod. Zero dollars. Getting the latest search news on your cell phone. Zero dollars. Listening to Dave N. talk about garlic breath. Well, worthless. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Master. Yes, good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. This is uh, Victor Pitts with uh, Moniker, substituting for Monty Khan. Uh, Monty is uh, off this week as he's traveling on business, and I'm actually hosting the show from uh, Amsterdam. So I'm going to get a little bit of delay before the uh, show actually shows, but we've got a, a great lineup tonight. Um, the first guest that we're going to have on is uh, Jill Myers. Jill Myers is an industry analyst with the Wireless Research Group in Stats. And her uh, primary area of focus is going to be on mobile devices, global wireless subscribers, revenue, mobile consumers, and the state of the wireless industry. And you'll find out how that all relates back to the domain name. Our second guest that we're going to be bringing up is uh, uh, is actually an author of uh, of a great book called Starting Your E-Business. Uh, this is Melissa Caffinelli, who is the uh, author of the book, and we'll have Melissa on in the second half of the show. But uh, right after we break for commercials and come back, we're going to have Joe Myers on. So everyone stay tuned for Domain Masters, where you learn to be the master of your domain. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Faster than a speeding bullet, it's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound, while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. 
choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, TextLinkAds.com. Don't everybody know what time it is? Let me introduce to you the Web Gorilla. Hi, this is Greg Bozer. And the very slick oil man. The oil man here. And together they are the always highly ranked SEO rock stars. Who needs happy hour when you have the SEO Rockstar? Now Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And for all you jammers and spammers that cut out early on Fridays, then catch the Rockstars Rewind at their original time, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes! (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Welcome back, everyone. This is Victor Pitts with uh, Moniker, uh, hosting uh, Domain Masters for Monty Khan. Monty is, again, traveling on business, and uh, I am guest hosting the show for him. And I welcome you all uh, to the uh, latest edition of Domain Masters. As mentioned, we have uh, two wonderful and very knowledgeable guests on tonight's show, and we're going to uh, kick off tonight's program with uh, Jill Myers. Joe Myers is uh, an industry analyst with the Wireless Research Group in, uh, at NSTAT. Uh, Ms. Myers' primary uh, coverage focuses on mobile devices, global wireless subscribers, revenue, mobile consumers, and the state of the wireless industry. Prior to joining NSTAT, Ms. Myers was a management consulting at Ernst Young uh, LLP, focusing on multidimensional database design, data warehousing, and integration of marketing sales data with geographic information systems. After graduate school, Ms. Myers worked for the cable news network, CNN, in Atlanta for five years. Uh, discovering a talent uh, for research, she later joined the Alexander Group as a researcher associate, and she holds a Bachelor of Science in Journalism, Consumer Economics, and a Master's in, of Science and uh, uh, Consumers uh, um, Economics from the University of Georgia. So we uh, all join together and welcome Ms. Myers. Jill, how are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. Well, first of all, I appreciate you uh, uh, joining us here on uh, Domain Masters. Um, the uh, it's, it's basically Domain Masters is a real mix of, of, of listeners, uh, everything from you know SEO, SEM uh, people, webmasters, domainers, 
uh, people that make their primary living, you know, through the uh, ownership uh, of domain names and the various ways that they use them, and and, and many many other type people also. Um, so each week they they come back to the show to uh, learn a little bit about the industry, hear some success stories, get some different perspectives on the industry, and we certainly welcome you to the uh, to the latest edition. Uh, of the show. Can you tell me a little bit about, uh, first of all, let's go ahead and start with NSTATS. If you can tell me a little bit about NSTATS' background about the organization and, and what its primary purpose is. NSTAT is a division of Reed Business. It's uh, the, the international pu- uh, publishing firm. NSTAT is a 25-year-old high-tech market research firm. We're based in Scottsdale, Arizona. We um, cover everything from wireless handsets to set-top boxes. And the report that I most recently worked on was social networks mm-hmm. on the Internet. And so how long have you been uh, with Instats now? I've been with Instat almost a year. Almost a year? Okay. Um, and this is located, you guys are out in Arizona, is it? We are indeed. Scottsdale. All right. Fantastic. Can you tell me a little bit about the uh, project that you just worked on? Uh, social networking is, as you probably know, is um, the latest computer-based phenomenon. Um, it is joining individuals uh, virtually via the Internet based on common interests. And, um, you know, it began with classmates in 1995, and in the 12 years it's just really, really bloomed. There are more than 400 social networking websites on the Internet, and they cover everything from people who are interested in discussing their pets to people who are interested in meeting other people, finding jobs. uh, Social networking covers a, a very wide dearth of topics. As part of uh, the project, what was the the purpose, or what was your your notion that you were trying to uh, to uh, uh, discover? What what was your pre notions going into the research, and and what was any changes that you might have had as a result of the research? I really wanted to just explore it because I noticed that there were so many websites out there that that tagged themselves as social network, and so I wanted to explore and see what was out there. I looked at the business models. Um, and then I looked, you know, since I do cover wireless technology, I just I looked at the migration of uh, social networks to, to mobile technology, business models, profile the participants, and then I did a, a survey to, to determine what people were interested in with the aspects of social networking, what, what interests them and uh, where it would be going in the future. Right. And what was the uh, what was the kind of the summarized results of, of that uh, study? I was very, very surprised at like the breadth of um, social networking. I, like many other people, I looked at social networking like MySpace or classmates. Um, I thought it was, it was more of a young person phenomenon, but I noticed that it's able to be. Uh, you can look at different social networking sites by different demographic groups. Um, younger people are interested in classmates, MySpace, middle. Career age people are interested in LinkedIn and Rise and dating sites, and now the latest thing, um, founded by Jeff Taylor, the gentleman who founded Monster, are websites targeted towards baby boomers, those fifty and older. He recently <laughs> launched a site at the end of last year called Eon, and the demographic is people fifty years and older. It's, it's very, very different from the MySpace and from the um, Friendster, the younger website. Right, and what was the name of that? Uh, is it Eon? How do you spell that? Eon, E-O-N-S dot com. Okay. And then whereas MySpace and um, the ones that, that center more around teenagers who are in 
daily physical contact with, with their friends at high school. Eons uh, targets older, the older generation. It has everything from obituaries to financial planning for those over 50, jobs for, for baby boomers, people who are entering uh, the workforce again after retirement, life dreams. They're, they're very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, sites for very, very different demographics. What, um, in, in terms of um, the number of, of social networking sites, is that... Um, I mean, you, we certainly hear about some of them that you have mentioned uh, as as being, you know, a topic of of, of uh, you know uh, water or, you know, waterhole uh, conversations, and and people talk about uh, you know what they saw on MySpace and YouTube and, and places like this, uh, you know, when they uh, at, at the workplace. But are the actual number of these networking or, or social sites is, is the actual number growing, or is it just that certain ones are beginning to rise in popularity? Oh, they're absolutely growing new sites every day. When I did the report at the beginning of this year, I counted more than 400 social networking sites. Wow. Wow. What's the key to having a successful social networking site? I would think finding a successful business model. And right now that seems to be what uh, all social networking sites are struggling with. There are three what are basic some of the ways? business models that, that people who establish these sites are struggling with. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're looking at either advertising, which is what MySpace is, is making money from, or they're looking at getting money from the users of the sites, like the dating sites, people who pay to participate, mm-hmm. or they are, um, they're looking at a combination of, of ways to generate revenue. Um, right. What are, um, in terms of the, uh, the mobile the mobile community, are you referring to um, people with wireless devices online, or is this uh, something that's done like just purely on a text uh, text messaging type basis? Uh, how how is the mobile community using the social networks? Oh, many wireless carriers are now providing their users with handsets that, that enable them to connect to MySpace. It's far more powerful than just text messaging. It's the, the latest generation is called mobile social software. Um, everything from, from Helio, that's a, a mobile virtual network operator, they um, charge you know, a flat fee, prepaid, mm-hmm. and it provides uh, MySpace on their cellular handset. Singular also carries MySpace. Verizon uh, Wireless just launched a service that allows their viewers to... Uh, see videos from popular YouTube site, Boost, is uh, looped as Boost Mobile's version of mobile social networking. It's very up and coming on mobile handsets. People no longer need to be tied to to their home or their office PC in order to connect. And when you integrate um, GPS technology, Mm -hmm. people can find out where their friends are and pop right in and see them. What are, uh, what are some of the concerns, you know, of uh, these social sites, particularly the ones, uh, the mobile communications? Um, privacy, I would say, would be the biggest concern. Especially privacy? Privacy. Young people um, don't seem to realize that anything that they put on the Internet is permanent. <laughs> <laughs> and employers, um, police, you know, government agencies search through 
social networking sites to find information on individuals. Right. Anything that you, that's put up on a, on a MySpace or on a Friendster page, you can pretty much be assured it, it might be attached to your resume when you apply for a job. And, and wow. Wow. Well, there's also a lot of bad people out there that uh, stand looking for information, too. Um, where are, as far as the demographics, do you see different parts of, of the, uh, the U.S. Um, that tend to be gravitating more to the social networks? Is there any kind of regional aspect of it, or is it just something that represents Americana altogether? It's actually a worldwide phenomenon. I did not study it on a geographical, you know, on a regional basis. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's young people, and the, the latest segment is tweens, those 18 to 13, who aren't even teenagers wow. yet. And wow. I, I noticed that there are a lot of uh, websites going up geared towards this demographic. Right. And, and privacy should be a very, very big concern for the parents of these children. Right, right. Um, tell me just a little bit about yourself. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things that's in your uh, your bio that uh, really jumped out. When you were at the Cable News Network, what did you do there? I did international accounting. Wow, international accountant for five years. Okay. So did you get to get on the road, uh, or everything done right there from Atlanta? It was all done right there from Atlanta. I grew up in Atlanta. <laughs> it's too bad you couldn't do a personal audit overseas. <laughs> It would have been um, nice. I got to meet a lot of wonderful people there. Right, right. Um, in terms of uh, domain names and how they relate to um, uh, social networking, did you see any usage of, of uh, domain names in the industry and how that is being used? Is it like each social network has one domain name that you're aware of, or does it have multiple ones pointed to it, redirecting traffic? Did you have any kind of feel for that as you did your research? I did not see much redirection. Um, I was very, very surprised by the the depth, of the breadth of the don- domain names. Um, many of them were very intuitive, like bookcrossing.com as a community for book sharing and exchange. There's a cafe mom that's for mothers who are going to share the stories, advice. There are ones, Catster, for people who want to share pictures of their cats or Dogster, or pictures of their dogs. Those are both very popular sites. There's even hamster stir for people who want to share pictures of their hamsters and their gerbils. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my goodness! Um, in terms of uh, someone that were to be considering um, starting up a, uh, a social network, uh, what would you what would you in, in terms of outlining the things that they should consider before they engage? You know, things to be aware of, things things they should be prepared of. What are the keys to success? Um, I think I would think about how they're going to make money, how they're going to uh, attain a critical mass. For you know, for a social networking site to be popular, first it has to have a lot of users. The more people who use it, the more people want to use it. If you have only you know 100 people who use it, it's really not going to be very popular. But the more people you get, the more people want to advertise. It's like having Super Bowl eyes on um, MySpace. Mm-hmm. There are 140 million people who are, have registered profiles on MySpace. People are dying to advertise there. And so I think that, that attaining a critical mass, finding uh, a niche, would, would be a really good start. There's a lot to put out. You know, it's not just a domain name. You have to go with uh, software for social networking and the bandwidth. 
their expenses up front and uh, figuring out a, a model. Are you going to charge your users to, to generate revenue? Or are you going to hope that you can attain the critical mass and uh, get Google to pick you up? Some people start sites with the hope that they'll just be bought out by someone else. So um, I would say the first thing would be figure out who you're going to target. I think a great target and a, and a segment very overlooked in society right now is the baby boomer generation. There, right. there are more baby boomers, those born between 46 and 64, than there are anybody else in this country. They have a lot of money, and most um, social networking sites are aimed towards people who are 18 to 49. But there, mm-hmm. you know, I think that Jeff Taylor had a brilliant idea with Eon, and they have a lot of disposable income, more so definitely than people who are 8 to 13 or 13 to 24. Right, exactly. It's a lot more buying power, certainly an interest group that uh, advertisers want to be able to reach. Absolutely. That's fantastic. As far as if if someone wanted to get the uh, complete report uh, that you did, is this is is this something that's uh, publicly available? Is um, something that is purchased or on a subscription base? How exactly does someone get the report that you generated? That does. have subscription basis, or you can purchase the report individually from Instat. Okay. Um, I have I have a number where you can contact one of the sales representatives if you like. Why don't you go ahead and uh, if you got that number handy, go ahead and list it out. I do. It's one four eight zero four eight three four 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 zero. Number again is one four eight zero four eight three four 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 zero. Okay. And uh, for our listening audience, um, again, uh, you you are all familiar with the uh, website DN Journal that we refer to many times as a as a one that uh, makes a living with domain names. And there is a, a section on the uh, DN Journal site that is uh, called uh, the Lowdown, and uh, there's actually reference to uh, Jill's um, Jill's article uh, on the DN Journal site, and it actually has a link that takes you to a press release. And for the first three people tonight that email me uh, the press release uh, address, uh, those three people will be receiving a free domain name. Uh, send it to sales at moniker.com. Again, sales at moniker.com. And in the subject line, put domain master uh, contest and mention or and put in there the actual URL uh, going to the uh, press release that's mentioned uh, on social networking on the domain or DN Journal website. Uh, Jill, is there any uh, uh, final things of information you'd like to leave with our, our listening audience regarding uh, social networks and and um, some additional words of wisdom? I believe that there is uh, great potential for people who can who can target the right demographic. Um, make a lot of money. MySpace generated a reported $200 million in revenue in 2006. Facebook did another $50 million. There's a lot of money out there. It's just right. finding the right market and um, finding a good monetization model. It's a big world out there. It's just a matter of finding the right niche and then learning how to uh, how to make money with that Absolutely. niche. So, Good information. Would you ever really do appreciate you being on today's show? We do thank you very much for being on today's uh, version of uh, Domain Master. I thank you. 
All right, uh, folks, uh, if you'll please stay tuned. We're going to break real quick for some commercials, and when we come back, we'll have our next guest online. So stay tuned for more from Domain Masters. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Have you heard that content is king? Yeah. What's that mean? I don't even have a clue. Hmm. Wonder if that's important. Important? Search engine optimized web content is essential. Essential for maximizing page rank. Essential for increasing sales. GetWebContent.com is the internet's foremost provider of custom written search engine optimized copy. GetWebContent.com is easy to access and ultra cost effective. Right now, copy is indeed king. And GetWebContent.com is the king of copy. Check it out today. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the service. It's gonna blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with Lunar Pages and use coupon code LUNATIX to get $28 off. Every one of you listening on the web, look out, because soon, very soon, the most electrifying monster radio show ever conceived will be stalking your internet. Run, don't walk, to affiliate thing. There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. There's no escape from Affiliate Thing. Affiliate Thing has captured the news, tips, and resources as it feeds on the affiliate world. The big news, the big stories, and the big interviews. Affiliate Thing. Starring Affiliate Summit co-founder Sean Collins. Revenue Magazine's Editor-in-Chief Lisa Piccarelli and a cast of exciting young people. It's big. It's growing. It's getting stronger every day. It's affiliate marketing. It's affiliate networks. It's affiliate day. Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, only on webmasterradio.fm. Blog, blog, blog. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the talk of the town. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to Domain Masters. 
So you're still master of your domain. Yes. <laughs> master of my domain. Here's your host. Yes, hello. Uh, welcome back to Domain Masters. Again, this is uh, Victor Pitts. I'm uh, substituting for Monty Khan, who's again traveling on business. And uh, I am guest hosting today's uh, Domain Masters, where you learn to be the master of your domains. Um, our second guest we have is uh, Melissa uh, Capanelli. Uh, Melissa is an author of a, a book uh, called Starting Your Own E-Business. And uh, this uh, business uh, covers a lot of different things in terms of uh, a website uh, or ideals for making a business uh, online, uh, from developing websites. It talks about search engine, hosting, venture capital, lots of different things, and, and including uh, domain names. And so uh, we uh, welcome uh, Melissa on today's show. Melissa, how are you doing? Very good. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, appreciate you uh, appreciate you being on here today. Uh, can you tell me just a little about uh, what what inspired you to write this book and uh, um, you know kind of set the stage of of what went into it? Sure. Um, I actually have been writing uh, the net profits column for Entrepreneur Magazine for about I guess it's about ten years now. So um, I just realized there was a lot of great information, uh, a lot of new stuff that was going on, and I. Actually, the Entrepreneur Press folks came to me and asked me if I would sort of wrap up the stuff I had been writing about over the past 10 years and, and put it into a book form. Um, and, you know, I realized that there was a lot of, you know, information that small businesses that are interested in starting a web business probably need, but it, there's not a lot of uh, places where all the information is in one, one spot. So that's why we came up with the with the book. And actually, the, the, the most recent book that uh, that I wrote, which was just published in March, is called Open an Online Business in 10 Days. And the point of that book is was, was just that um, there's a lot of easy-to-use tools out there now that you can... I, I think nowadays you really can start a business in 10 days, <laughs> an online business. Wow, wow. Um, and is this a book that you wrote uh, on your own, or did you did you have a co-author involved with no, it? No, this one I wrote on my own. Okay. All right. So, yeah. But again, it was based on a lot of the, the stuff that I had written for Entrepreneur Magazine over the years. So, Right. Um, can you kind of highlight some of the things that you went in into the book? What would, what would someone that uh, were to buy this book, what kind of things could they learn? Oh, sure. Um, well, uh, we pretty much run the gamut, but um, some of the key points, I think, are um, sort of starting out and how to go about getting funding for your business, for your small business. Um, I think when the dot-com uh, boom happened, a lot of folks were using venture capitalists and that kind of stuff to get money to fund. But nowadays, it's a little bit more bootstrap funding and uh, family and friends kind of funding going on. But there's still a lot of opportunities for funding. People are still interested in online businesses, and there's a lot of folks that are using the um, online to buy to buy. You know merchandise, so that there's a big section on getting funding. Um, there's a lot on just basic tools on website building, um, which are some. What are some of the leading uh, software companies or services such as Yahoo Stores? Um, you know, again, it makes it really easy for small businesses today to to to, to do a website. A lot of these tools, you know, are very easy to use, and people can sort of plug and play, just put them onto their computer and they're up, uh, you know, within a couple days. Um, and there's also a lot on marketing and ways to go about getting people to your to your site and getting them to stay. Um, 
And there's also a, a, a quite a bit on domain names and that mm-hmm. whole concept. So when we um, also have a lot of, I'm sorry, we also have a lot of um, e chats. We call them with successful e businesses. So I, I just think that's an interesting um, thing for people to read. Sort of how some of these companies that are pretty well known, like Drugstore.com and and the Netflix and Newegg, and talk to the founders and see how they were able to start small and grow and become you know household names. I've heard uh, before when a lot of people, when they start books, they have a, a notion in their head for basically what it is that they're going to be uh, writing about, reporting on, what, what they know. And as they as they get involved in the book and doing the research, there's a lot of things that they, they discovered that uh, surprised them. Um, did you have anything as, as you were researching and preparing the book, that anything that surprised you or, or turned your head a different direction? That's a good question. Um, I guess um, I would say, uh, I guess I would say, just the interviews with the entrepreneurs was the most interesting for me part of the book. And um, originally, I was only going to maybe splatter a few um, interviews, but I, I ended up talking to so many interesting people that we ended up doing a whole appendix where we ran um, a ton of different small businesses, and we we decided to add. Businesses that weren't as you know weren't household names, but were also just very successful, um, because there's a lot of small businesses out there that are doing really well, even though you maybe may have never heard of them before. So, I think that was a something that I learned. I mean, we added a whole extra. I think it was like 20 pages, just with um, you know interviews with some of these guys. Like, um, just trying to give you some examples. I mean, um, God, there were so many. Um, a company called. Uh, that does you know jewelry luxury luxury goods online and sort of what some of their challenges were and some small businesses that catered to the B two B market and uh, some of their challenges and so that was that was a really that was that was a, a good point and then um, also just with the marketing stuff I mean I, I thought that might be just you know just a small chapter but there's so many different ways that you can go about about marketing your your website that we that also was expanded. And we also okay. ended up doing another chapter on affiliate marketing, which I found was really interesting. So, I know that uh, a lot of our listening uh, audience um, looks at a, at a domain name and, and makes has to make a decision because many of them make their livings by domain names, mm-hmm. um, and, and whether to to uh, get a domain name, build it out uh, as a website, or create content uh, on it and, and monetize it, you know, as as a website. Uh, others look at choices of joining affiliate programs, and others still just look at uh, putting their domain names on on pay-per-click services, you know, and, and let the traffic uh, go to advertiser sites, and they monetize it that way. Um, obviously, building a, a website or a successful uh, blog, uh, a domain name, I would think would be quite important. What would be your recommendation of how to go about cho- uh, choosing a domain name for a website or a blog? Oh, great. Well, I have a, a bunch of ideas around that, um, but I would say the most important thing is in today's environment is that um, you probably should um, choose or nail down your domain name before you even name your business, especially if you're going to be focusing on the web. Um, so many people, you know, start a business, have a thriving business, and then um, they try to get their domain name, and nowadays it's really hard to get a, a domain name because so many of them have been taken. So. Um, if, if you're starting up, it might be a good idea to, to just, uh, to, you know, sort of decide what you 
go to the domain name registries first and see what's available, and then and then name your business after that. Um, but anyway, that that's like the to me that's a really important point. But um, there are also some some tips. Do you want me to go through some tips that I have here? Sure. Or? Yeah, if you would, please. That'd be great. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, uh, to me, there's six tips for choosing a domain name. Um, the first one is be creative because there are, as I said, um, I think there's more than 70 million domain names registered to date. So um, if it's difficult to, to snag a catchy name, try to think of something creative. I mean, think about companies like Flickr or YouTube or MySpace. I mean, these companies no one ever heard of, you know, and now they're, they're basically household names. So try to be creative. I mean, that, I would say that's the number one uh, point in terms of tips. Um, another is to keep it short and sweet. Um, again, the shorter the site name, the easier it is for a customer to, to type it in and also to remember. And it also makes it easier for someone to refer other customers to your site because that's a lot of, getting back to the marketing point, that's a lot of what uh, online marketing is about is word of mouth and, and uh, getting people to go to your site from, based on recommendations from other folks or from reviews online. Um, another point would be to use keywords, so um, because that gets into the whole issue of choosing a domain name that's suited for the search engines. Um, if you use a keyword or phrase that you optimize that you'd like to optimize your site for, and you put that in your your domain name, um, that could help you to get visitors to your site. So, for example, if you specialize in jewelry, you should include the word jewelry in your domain name. You know. Um, Again, just try to keep them kind of short. Um, right. Another would be to make it relevant. Um, it, this just basically helps when customers search for products or services about your site, uh, or I'm sorry, that your site offers. Um, so I think an example would be if you wanted to buy fishing lore, would you go to fishinglores.com or Bob's Fish Stuff? You know, you'd want to do something that was really specific to what you were trying to. Uh, so, um, right. a couple more here. Do you want me to keep going, or? Oh, you're you're doing great, and and this is something that's uh, much appreciated by again our listening audience, which runs a gamut from webmasters to SEO SEM people to, you know, domainers uh, interested in buying domains. So everything that you can give them is appreciated. Okay, great. Um, then um, let's see. Another one would be avoid confusion because some. Um, I personally just think that dashes or numbers or dots or anything else is just too, it just requires too much thinking. Um, I mean, an example would be the Delicious site, which I'm sure you've heard of. It, I just, I think it's a great, good name, but to me, it's difficult to, um, to spell. And right. it actually, I don't use it for that main reason. <laughs> I'm sure it's a good service, but I just, to me, it doesn't make, it's just confusing. And then finally, um, I think this is an interesting point. It's to just purchase spelling mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. Because if you have a domain name that's misspelled, folks might accidentally misspell uh, a name, and and uh, but it still will get you to their site. So, still get you to right. your site. I mean, so um, those aren't the main points I think. For all right, what about uh, anything that resembles a, a trademark name? What was your recommendation be uh, on that? Oh yeah, yeah, that, those. That's a really good point. Um, I really think you should avoid the use of trademark names. Um, you know. I just think it's a very hot legal. Uh, the internet's very hot right now with with law firms, and they're going to probably find you out. So even you know, it, to me, it just I don't think registering a domain name with a trademark name. I just think you're asking for trouble. So I wouldn't do that. Um, I also think it's important to register your domain name. 
um, I think some folks, uh, uh, smaller folks especially, may make the mistake of um, having their hosting company uh, register the domain name in their name. Um, but if you want to move to a different web host or a different domain register, it, the process is kind of a pain in the neck. So you want to find out who's... You, know, you just really want to make sure that your domain name is, is uh, registered in your name. I think that's a good Right. Point. And, and uh, do you recommend that someone also get their uh, domain name trademarked? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I do think that's a good idea. I mean, again, I, I talk to a lot of smaller folks, so I don't know what the expense involved is, but... I think it's a good idea if you can afford it. Right, right. Um, how about the drop catchers? Is that something that you uh, dabbled in, in in terms of your uh, research? Yes, actually. That was actually another thing that came up in my research that I ended up doing a special subhead on. Um, I guess um, e-tailers today who accidentally let the domain names expire um, run the possibility of becoming victims of drop catchers, and these are people who buy and sell web names that others let expire. Um, currently, there's hundreds of drop catchers that buy the names and resell them or use them for websites loaded with advertisements. Um, I, I, from my research, it's been going on since 1997, but over the past few years, it's been growing as the number of registries has been growing. So um, what, what I thought would be interesting for my reader was that I tried to list some ways to protect yourself to make sure that you don't become a victim of drop catchers. So... Um, what we came up with after talking to experts is that um, one way to do this is to make sure that your information, your contact information is up to date because um, renewal notices, um, if you register a name for 12 months at a certain point before the end of that year, registries are going to communicate with you and let you know that your domain name is going to expire. So it kind of like gives you a little heads up that your domain name is going to expire. So as long as you have your contact information there, you'll be able to find that information out pretty quickly. Um, does that make sense? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, absolutely. Another is um, not to use a free email account um, because it's not, it's a, sometimes it's not an email account or contact that they use all the time. So um, if you don't access them in 30 days, they may go away. Again, getting back to giving you a heads up, making sure that you um, you're up to date on your domain name. And then um, some registries also offer a service called Auto Renew that allows consumers or businesses that buy domain names to uh, automatically renew at the end of the year for an extra year by charging a little bit more or charging, you know, just having to charge for two years in one uh, in one fell swoop or whatever. But um, I just think that's a good idea to prevent right. yourself. Melissa, what would you say is is the top three ways to make money online right now from from what you saw either in terms of just the speed and ease of, of you know, turning and making a profit right away or, or just what represents the best opportunities for someone getting in, just getting online and starting an online business? Um, let's think. That's a good question. Um, I would say, um, I would say probably um, go for the, Go for the uh, types of products that are easy to to ship, and that are uh, that you have a niche in. So, you know, if you're going to sell sell something like books, you might want to sell a type of book so that you're not competing with the big guys like Amazon.com. So, so that would be one. So, really focusing on niche and something that you can easily ship in a, in a uniform fashion. Um, I would say a growing area online is services. 
um, which means that a lot of folks that offer services, such as, I don't know, a hair salon or something like that, um, they, they can use the web to offer a lot of customer service uh, techniques that they wouldn't get in a brick-and-mortar store, such as being able to register for an appointment online or uh, offering people coupons. So um, if you offer a service, don't think that, you know, the website isn't a place to, to, to set up shop. Um, and that's, that, to me, was a growing area. I was surprised at how many folks do that, that have, you know, service-oriented businesses but still have a website. And, um, again, I think business-to-business business is a growing area. Um, most small businesses on the end side purchase items online because it's just easy. So if you have merchandise that you sell that would that would cater to a small business, um, it's probably a good idea to have a website. Right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, any final words of uh, wisdom that you'd like to give to our listening audience? Um, well, I just think that, um, you know, if you are afraid of starting an online business because you think that there might be another business out there like it or you just think it might be too much work, it's a great idea to, to, to look into it because um, a lot of folks are, are making some good money nowadays um, by just, you know, thinking a little bit about uh, doing it and, uh, when they've realized they, how easy it can be it, and how lucrative it can be, it, it's a great opportunity. So that would be All my right, fantastic. take away. <laughs> All so, right. Well, Melissa, and so you said that you have uh, uh, another book. What is the name of that book again that has just come up? Oh, the one that came out, out, it came out in March. It's called um, Open an Online Business in 10 Days, and it's, um, it's published by Entrepreneur Press, and you can get it um, on Amazon.com or in bookstores. All right, folks, and again, uh, from Amazon, you can see a, a number of uh, um, of books that are written by uh, Melissa, and uh, I, I do suggest that you uh, take a look at these books, uh, Open an Online Business in 10 Days, Start Your Own E-Business, uh, you know, some great uh, resource material uh, if you're just getting in the industry or even if you're already in it and you just want to get a little update on how people are using the Internet, some things maybe that you're overlooking uh, you should consider uh, uh, resources, uh, great resources such as this. Uh, Melissa, I do thank you very much for being on Domain Master and sharing some of your uh, your insight to the industry. Uh, on behalf of Monty Khan, our CEO, who's a normal host or regular host of the show, um, I, I also uh, send his regards and appreciation for being on the show. Well, I really, really enjoyed it, and thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. All right, folks, uh, I want to thank you very much for listening once again to uh, Domain Masters, uh, where you learn to be the master of your domains. Uh, Monty Khan, your, uh, your regular host, will be back uh, in the saddle next week and, and back in the U.S., and will be hosting the show. And uh, it's always my pleasure to uh, step in for him. Uh, you've been listening to uh, Victor Pitts, Pitts your uh, guest host for Domain Master for this week, and uh, running the show actually from my hotel room in Amsterdam, and uh, love this technology. And the folks at Webmaster Radio always seem to be able, uh, seem able to uh, put it all together and do appreciate them and the great work that they do. So thank you very much, and uh, um, we'll be uh, closing the show at this time, but again next week, same time, 7 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, um, is uh, time for Domain Masters, where you learn to be the master of your domains. Thanks, folks. Bye.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.